0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark Podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me is the best Addict Spelunker I've ever seen, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: Hey, Cortland. I'm doing good, thanks.
0: That's awesome, man. We just got done watching episode six, The Tale of the Super Specs. Oh, yeah. That was a good uh, good episode. (laughs) You thought? No. I didn't care for it too much, actually.
1: Uh, I actually, well, I wouldn't say I loved this episode, but I liked it.
0: I think I'm in the same ballpark as you. It's kind of like Tale of the Hungry Hounds for me. Mm. Uh, there were some things I did enjoy about it. Some things I really did not. <laughs> so, did you? Uh, did you have a good week?
1: Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Red Dead Redemption Two after not playing it for like six months now.
0: Oh yeah, how do you like it? And
1: well, that game's the game is really great. Yeah. Uh, I've been having an issue lately where I keep killing my horse on accident just mm. constantly. I've That's had the same surprising. horse same horse throughout the entire game, and we've been through some shit. We've yeah. seen some adventures, we've gone through all sorts of things, and uh, I'll just be riding riding through the woods and trip on a little pebble, and that horse <laughs> will flip the fuck over and break his spine and I just have to turn my p s four off and turn off it back to on. the glue factory with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting that shit auto save, so.
0: So, did they, like, update it to make it more... I don't want to I mean, realistic, I guess. I don't know. The game was
1: always, like, really realistic in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, that's true. I did see screenshots but and stuff. the
1: horse spine physics are just something you gotta watch out for. So, what have you been up to this week?
0: Well, um... This week I bought the Mega Man collection. So, it was like... Awesome. F- yeah, right? It was like 50 bucks, and it's, um... Mega Man 1 through 11, and then Mega Man X through X8. That's more Mega Man than anyone ever needs. I know, right? It is a lot of Mega Man. <laughs> so I've been playing, I played through Mega Man 1 and 2 so far, and it has this incredible feature. I don't know if it was in it from the start or if they added it, but you can rewind. So, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, as a 30-year-old man, um, I don't have time to just fucking die and die and remember patterns and all that nonsense so no the rewind feature is awesome i love it uh do you want to dive into this episode i guess yeah let's do it so we just got done watching the tale of the super specs so overall um i thought the episode was interesting i guess is the word that i want to use
1: yeah i'd say it wasn't a great episode but unlike uh, tale of the Hungry Hounds. I was entertained the whole time.
0: Yeah, I guess. The whole episode can be summed up by the girl character putting on and taking off the, the sunglasses the whole episode. I guess I just
1: really enjoyed her putting on those glasses. She <laughs> never
0: got old. His glasses were ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different episode. Um, from all of the ones that we've seen so far, it's not so much like a straight horror, but it's more like a psychological horror kind of. Yeah. If you get into like the nitty gritty of it, really. So this episode starts out unlike any of the other previous episodes we've had. Um, it doesn't start around the campfire. It starts with Gary and Kristen and they're in like a magic or a joke shop or something like that. And Gary pretends to chop his finger off with a guillotine or is it guillotine?
1: It's guillotine. Oh, okay. You gotta say it
0: French. Guillotine. Oh, mon yeah. Petit rouge. Mon petit-teen. <laughs> Kristen, oh, I'm sorry. I put Kristen buys it, but she doesn't buy anything. She just, like, gets spooked <laughs> by it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gary laughs. Why is she even in there? I don't know. It's like, Gary, well, the, there is the reason. Um, <laughs> she has to deliver that heart-shattering news to Gary, but... For now, Gary doesn't know anything about that, and he laughed. She went
1: out of her way, drove to another town yeah. on and, her bike.
0: At another school district.
1: <laughs> In another state.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Gary's laughing at Kristen because she fell for it, and uh, Kristen calls him a sick puppy, which, uh, you know, also known as a sick fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. I liked this opening.
0: I like getting bits from the Midnight Society, you know? It's kind of like an overarching story, and I like that.
1: Yeah, this scene really expanded the lore of the Midnight Society.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not just a campfire. They also have a magic shop.
1: (laughs) I didn't know they were allowed to interact outside of the campfire. Yeah,
0: they are. It turns out that Gary's dad owns this magic shop, so Gary says that this is where he gets all of his ideas for his stories. Just from the weird shit that his dad buys.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how. Looking around the shop, you're gonna get a scary story from, like, a paper mache spider?
0: Well, he does get this story from them super specs that they sell. Yeah, it's not the best story. At this point, I'm like, okay, so we're gonna get a Gary story, you know? and um you know he's right yeah
1: i was excited i was too he's the leader so i was like oh his stories are going to be the scariest yeah they're going to be
0: the most dope
1: how else did he ascend to the throne of king of the midnight society
0: well the the kids kind of wonder that too because uh kristen then shits on gary by saying that some of the guys you know aka frank and eric uh they think that his stories aren't scary which means I mean, the whole reason that they have this Midnight Society is to tell scary stories. So if his stories aren't scary, then that means that they suck.
1: Yeah, they want to start a mutiny.
0: Yeah. I took a picture of this, uh, but the look on Gary's face, he genuinely looks sad.
1: Yeah, I put that in my notes that he looks like he's about to cry. He
0: does. I took a picture of it, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a bit... Weird to have Kristen delivering this news, considering she just told the least scary story- I know! I last thought Last week.
0: Ah, she's like, <laughs> my after my tale of the Hungry Hounds got rab, like rave reviews, everybody thinks your stories are stupid. Maybe it's because he hasn't told a story in over a month now. Mm-hmm. That could be it. It's like, Gary, you need to
1: add more slow-walking people in your stories repeating the same things over and over again like moi (laughs) yeah you gotta bring
0: props oh well he does bring props this time I guess but he doesn't unleash them until the end so never mind so Gary looks really hurt about this news he asks who's been saying that and Kristen doesn't seem to want to say it and then she immediately deflects it and just picks up these glasses asking well what are these and it turns out they're super specs as Gary just happily tells her like his mood 180s and he's like oh these are super specs Kristen (laughs) they give you x-ray vision
1: no people are talking shit about me no these are super specs
0: let's just forget about that so Gary puts on those super specs looks at Kristen's boobs and then he says
1: give me a
0: break and it was very inappropriate It's, it's the first of of a few incredibly inappropriate things that happen in this episode.
1: Yeah, there's some sexual harassment.
0: There's some some terrible things. So Kristen's like, "Give me a break." And Gary's like, "What's the matter? You don't believe in magic?" And he just he looks right at her boobs. It does this close up of his hand with the super specs in him, and then there's just this poof of smoke and um that covers his hands and then the glasses are gone. And nobody talks about that and it just cuts to the midnight society.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's so much smoke in this show.
0: There is. There's a lot. There's always smoke
1: coming out of chests
0: or you know, under doors. You know what? We forgot to mention something about Tale of the Hungry Hounds that I can't believe we missed. When um Pam puts on the, the jacket and buttons it, her first button, uh like yeah. the second that she turns into Dora, like this the stink of smoke just, like, psh, just out of her. And it's super funny, and I can't believe we missed it. Wow. We are terrible. I know. You guys should go listen to any other podcast.
1: Go talk about the podcast that talks about the
0: poof of smoke. Do you think anybody's going to make a podcast that talks about our podcast? That'd be incredible. Uh, maybe if we make another podcast. that'd be Like, we would have to do it? yeah that's that's the next podcast idea is talking about us talking about are you afraid of the dark
1: (laughs) yeah we review this podcast episode by episode that'd be great i think this one is getting a two star so far yeah
0: it's pretty pretty shitty (laughs) (laughs) so we cut to the midnight society and kiki's in these sweet overalls i love them (laughs) yeah pretty good frank's got his classic frank denim vest on (sighs)
1: Frank's trying very hard to look like A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. He is. He's in this sweet denim vest, and he's just talking this mad shit about how he thinks Gary's stories are slipping.
1: Yeah, they are just fucking roasting this guy. They are, and I don't even know why. Considering the last couple of stories, Lonely Ghost and the Hungry Hounds, and even the Twisted Claw to an extent. Like, none of these stories are really scary. No, they're not. Like, Betty Ann had probably the scariest story so far.
0: Like, what could Gary be telling these kids then? He hasn't had a... This is the first story that we get from him. We've, we're have we over a month in. Let's We're assuming that they have a, a weekly meeting. So it's a month and a half in. This is episode six. And they're trying to say that Gary's stories are... Like, not scary when we got Kristen's bullshit nonsense and Frank's fucking buzz voices and Betty Ann laughing like a clown. I don't know.
1: Hey, Betty Ann's story was okay, and she's the only one who sticks up for Gary. I know. She says his stories are the best.
0: Yeah, you know what? Betty Ann is probably, like, the most bestest. Is that a word? Yeah, Betty Ann's my favorite. Yeah, in fact, next up, Betty Ann slips in and, and she tells Frank to shut the fuck up. And uh, everybody else just kind of is like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though later on they turn on Gary, too. The camera goes into this first-person um, view. Uh, you can see through the trees, looks at the group of the kids surrounded by the campfire. Gary whispers something about now, and then it's like, no, not yet. Uh, we're not sure what's going on. Obviously, this is going to pay off in the end, so for now we have to forget about it. Because then we shift over to Kiki, who gets up while saying, Frank's right. I can't remember the last time Gary scared me. She turns and immediately bumps into and is scared by Gary.
1: <laughs> like yeah, she has her arms held out, like, for a hug when she bumps
0: into him. <laughs> she is, uh, Kiki, instant karma is is dis- displayed a lot with Kiki for some reason. Like, she's like, oh, fucking Kristen's stupid. And then she burns her fingers off. And now she's like, Gary <laughs> Because
1: she's the most outspoken and loudest member of the gang. She says exactly what's on her
0: mind. She So does Frank, though. Why doesn't Frank get, like, this treatment?
1: Well, Frank has to live with the fact that he's Frank, which is a worse punishment than anything I can imagine. I don't know. He's got them sweet denim vests. You're right. <laughs> I-, I was just trying to- make things better but frank's cool (laughs) he's he's got that he's dope as fuck what what can i
0: say (laughs) he's fresh (laughs) gary apologizes for being late even though he just told the group the last episode that he was going to implement a rule for people being late yeah um and also that david is sick so he's not going to be there this
1: kind of hypocrisy is why they need to dethrone Gary. <laughs>
0: Damn. Who's going to be in charge then? Eric? <laughs> uh,
1: he's only three years Eric old. Eric doesn't have the chops. Yeah,
0: he's too young for this. He's too- He's only three. <laughs> so uh, David's sick. Eric tells Gary that it's fine, but Kiki was just saying about how much your stories suck. And Kiki threatens him with physical violence, but Gary just kind of laughs and tells him, why don't you give me a shot tonight, then? I'll see what I can do. Uh, he says that the story ha- is about three kinds of people. Those that believe in magic, those that don't, and those that should. I don't know if that's true, though.
1: I don't know if that makes any sense at all.
0: I don't think any of these people in this story believe in magic. No, I'd say that this is more so about two kinds of people. Those that don't believe in magic and do- those that should. Which in this case would um, be the same people so it's about one kind of peoples and they don't believe in magic but should
1: i'd say this story is about one kind of person people who are aware of magic yeah but suck at it
0: yeah yep i like it okay so the tale starts the tale of the super specs uh it starts at what appears to be a, a gag slash magic shop just exactly like what the beginning of the episode showed us. Uh, mm-hmm. Pans over some items like some some chattering teeth. Uh, like bottles of sand with other colored glitter in them. It's got this sweet skull mug. I, I'd buy that. And then some tarot cards. Um, and it pans over a couple of pairs of super specs too. Gary tells us that April Fool's Day is coming up. And Weeds is real into magic and has to prepare it took me really long time i know is weeds yeah it took me a long time to figure out that his name was weeds too because i was like is it ouija again what is this (laughs) who is
1: naming these characters buzz Mm. (laughs) ouija weeds
0: uh well in this case it's gary (laughs) or i guess the show's producers Weeds grabs a bag and says it's powdered monkey bones, and um, there's this weird music that plays right throughout the whole well, episode. The
1: music is very weird. Every scene, weird music.
0: Yeah, I I kind of like it though. It's it's like uh like it reminds me of the music that happens in uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild when you're fighting like the robotic enemy Oh
1: shit, you're right.
0: Yeah, that's the first thing I thought it's of. It's just
1: like weird.
0: It's like roboticy, like techno roboticy kind of. I liked it. I I I dug it. I thought it was cool.
1: Yeah. it Wasn't bad. It was just incredibly weird.
0: Yeah, and it happens all the time throughout the whole episode. Uh normally it happens like when they put the specs on and whatever. So his friend, who is also his girlfriend, is bored and uh, expected them to go see a movie. And he's like, chill, baby, I got spells to cast. And he looks at a book and says, here it is.
1: Did you notice that these two characters are dressed the same way that Gary and Kristen were at the beginning?
0: No, I didn't even notice Like, I noticed um, that Mary Beth, that was her name, right? Yes. I referred to her as MB the whole time because they didn't say what her name was until like 15 minutes in. Yeah, Mary Beth. Okay. Um I liked I liked what Mary Beth was wearing, but I didn't notice that that they were wearing the same stuff. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was very similar. Like they were both wearing a bandana in their hair and a flower top, yeah. but they were slightly different and both boys were wearing a polo shirt but different colors
0: that's interesting i like that that's cool um do you want to we should probably describe um the characters i guess huh so Weeze is the first uh like african-american character that we've had on the show so far well i guess he could be african-canadian right i don't know maybe we should say i think we just say black now okay yeah, he's the first black character that we've had on the episode. Um, I think he's pretty cool. I I would like him. I mean, he's when he's not playing pranks on people, I should say. Seems like a pretty cool yeah. guy. He's all right.
1: He in is initially set up to be the main character of the episode, but he's yeah. not really.
0: No, he's quickly dethroned by uh, MB, also known as Mary Beth, uh, who's a just a kind of a typical white girl. I thought it was pretty cool that there was this interracial couple. So Weeds grabs a bag and says it's Powdered Monkey Bones. The weird music starts playing and his friend who's his girlfriend's bored and expected them to go see a movie. And he's like, chill baby, I got spells to cast. He looks at a book and says, here it is, the spell of the second sight. I don't know why you would pick that spell. It doesn't sound very fun, but whatever. He says the incantation, which all the incantations in this episode are just complete gibberish yeah they're just like and it's so uh, oh shit you just cast a spell <laughs> we're doomed <laughs> uh and then he just puts his hand in the bag and just throws a bunch of the monkey bone powder everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah everywhere and you just go into a shop and throw powder everywhere what the hell man
0: I don't know. Hey, do you think that this monkey bone powder is the same shit that they throw into the fire before they start their episodes, the Midnight Society? God, I hope so. I mean, I guess it would make sense that Gary being the leader would be the one to supply the monkey bone powder that they throw into the fire.
1: Yeah, he's single-handedly funding his dad's business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the powder gets all over these super specs that we've seen, uh, which they shimmer like a rainbow, uh, which means, you know, magic. Magic happened. Yeah. Powers. Yeah. <laughs> Weeds giggles and his girlfriend asks what he's doing. Uh, obviously, Marybeth, he just casts a fucking spell. Come on. Just cast spells here, baby.
1: Yeah. How long have they been together? She knows
0: he's a fucking wizard. They... This is... Um. I think that this part was stupid. They've been together for two weeks. Like... It doesn't have any bearing on the story whatsoever. I think it would have been cooler if they had been together for like at least a year. That'd be cool.
1: That'd be like a tenth of their life.
0: (laughs) I would say that these kids are probably like sophomores in high school. Maybe juniors, but probably not. So she, Mary Beth, Mary Beth tells Weeds that she thinks that he's kind of immature and he kind of he fake farts in response with a whoopee cushion. Mm -hmm. It was was stupid.
1: Look, they've been together two whole weeks. She knows what she's gotten
0: herself into. (sighs) She hasn't even begun to know. (laughs) So she wants to get out of there, but a new character pops up. His name is Sardo. This Liberace-looking motherfucker. Uh, What do you think about Sardo, besides what you just said? (laughs) I love Sardo. I loved him, too. He was the best part of the (laughs) episode. He's great. I mean, there's, I feel like we do this a lot. There's a lot of best parts of the episode. He's definitely the most entertaining part of the episode, I would say.
1: He, from frame one that he's in, is just chewing every inch of that scenery. Yeah.
0: Love it. Is fantastic. I'm glad you say that, because guess what? What? He's going to be in more than one episode as yes! Zardo. <laughs> That's awesome. Just like Vink. He's in multiple episodes.
1: I mean, considering the ending
0: of this episode, I wonder how that's going to work,
1: but... We'll
0: yeah, I mean, they just retcon it, I, if that's a thing <laughs> for these. So, uh, at this point, um, you might have noticed that, like, each kid has kind of, like, a style of of their episodes. I believe, like, Vink will primarily show up in the Frank episodes, Sardo is going to appear mostly in the Gary episodes, Kristen brings her fucking props... David has sweet stories. Oh, I guess we haven't had a Kiki or Eric story yet, have we? No. Uh, and I don't really know what Betty Ann's, like, thing going forward is, but I don't know. We got seasons. To... <laughs> uh, <laughs> every every episode is a clown episode for Betty Ann. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen just stopped showing up
1: on Betty Ann days. So... Yeah, she,
0: those are the days she's got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about something new we could add to um at the end. You know how like you hear this the episode story and you or the episode title and you kinda guess what the episode's gonna be about? Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could add that uh just do like a, a fun little guess at who's going to be telling the story to. Is that too it's much? Okay. I don't know. I mean know. it's kinda like a guess in the dark, I guess. Some of the some of the titles are pretty vague. Yeah. I don't know. We'll try it. We'll see what happens. Alright. If the fans hate it, we'll take it out. Right? No. Yeah, right. We're gonna do what the the fuck we want. This is our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh. Sardo tells the kids to buy his shit or leave. uh, And then he gives his catchphrase, which is because they're like, oh, Mr. Sardo, please, we we love your store. And he says his catchphrase, which is that Sardo no mister accent on the dough. So if you hate that line, too bad he says it all the time. He doesn't mention the the powder all over the shop, does he? No, I don't. Maybe he didn't notice it somehow. He hasn't really looked at his wares that they threw powder over. So
1: no, until he, I mean, he's just hanging out in the back anyway. He wasn't even paying attention to what's going on in the front. No,
0: and he doesn't have any other employees
1: and any other customers. So
0: probably no surveillance system either. This place is just a goldmine for thieves. Why does this shop even exist? Who's coming here? 90s kids there's no internet man there's not. the only other place that they could hang out is the arcade
1: <laughs> so there's just kids going in like whoa chattering teeth
0: bro whoa fake vomit yeah also it's um uh, like i said in the beginning it is pretty close to april fool's day so it's probably a pretty big time for mr sardo oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah that's like his christmas
0: yeah i meant to say Sardo. do people he's gonna be so mad at me
1: do people really like prepare for april fools it said in the beginning that weeds likes pranks so he's there to prepare yeah like isn't april fools just something where you're like hey what time is it it's 11 o'clock just kidding it's ten thirty. april fools like
0: it's just dumb shit yeah i know i agree with you i never prepared i would never buy something for it it's dumb So Weeds wants to buy a few things to stock up for April Fool's Day, including the monkey bone powder, and Sardo offers up some fake vomit, but Weeds doesn't want that shit. He picks up instead these amazing super specs and wants to know what they are. Uh, That music starts playing again, and Sardo explains that they are X-Ray Vision, saying he sold thousands of them. Thousands of these ugly fucking glasses. Mm. I call bullshit. I'm doubting him. Weeds puts them on. And looks at his girlfriend's boobs and says, yowza, just like Gary did. Gary. Yeah, Gary was like, oh, he, I'm going to add that. Yeah, he really does yeah. take inspiration from everything that happens in his dad's magic shop.
1: Remember when I made my friend feel really uncomfortable? <laughs> I'm going to add that to my story.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. So, he Weeds wants those glasses and he tells his girlfriend to put them on. And she's like, no, I wouldn't wear those to my funeral. Which, why would you wear those to a funeral?
1: Well, her own funeral? I get
0: the gist of it. Like, it's basically saying I wouldn't be caught dead wearing them. But why wouldn't you just say I wouldn't be caught dead wearing them? I don't know. At this point, Weeds calls her MB, which we later find out stands for Mary Beth. Um, But MB puts them on, and she sees a figure in, like, a black morph suit. Uh, it stares at her, she takes the glasses off, and she's just like, what was that? And she looks around without the glasses on, but the dude's gone. Uh, then weeds smooches his baby on the cheeks, and the scene changes. We're now outside, and some dude does like a bunch of sweet backflips.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not really backflips. It's pretty sweet stuff.
0: I don't know, is that considered a backflip? I guess so backflip cartwheel yeah right. like backwards cartwheels anyway it's incredible but we don't really look at it much because the camera just pans over to weeds who is reading a voodoo book under a tree uh and then he stops reading this kid's weird i feel like he would be a lot cooler if it wasn't april fools and he wasn't super into this shit because yeah he's weird yeah he's just oh the weird kid at school who sits under trees reading voodoo books and throws powder at people yeah at people, in shops, on How basketballs. does he have any friends? I don't know. He's only got... Well, he's got two if you count his girlfriend. Two friends. He stops reading, and he smiles, and he just kind of slowly turns his head. And then the camera is pointing at these, these two kids studying or something. Their lunch is just, like, all in a mess all over the place. There's, like, a banana over there. A fucking yogurt opened up over there. Yeah, it's two girls wearing matching shirts.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're besties. They're, they're not sisters or anything. No, they're not. They're just wearing matching shirts. Like Gary couldn't think of two different types of shirts as he's describing it to the Midnight Society. He's like, and this girl was wearing a pink flower shirt. And the other girl, also that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Weeds grabs their open container of yogurt. He moves back behind the tree, takes out his bag of monkey bone dust, and sprinkles it into the yogurt while saying some voodoo spell, and then he stirs it up and places it back over where he found it. You can't Pretty do that.
1: you can go to jail for this kind of shit. Yeah,
0: this is... I mean, I guess it's just uh, like a time capsule of shit, but, you know, with all of, like, the date rape Stuff going into people's drinks and whatever at the bars. And you can't do this. You can't sprinkle shit in like, people's food.
1: What if this girl is allergic
0: to monkey bones? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just this is probably my. I I was like, this cannot be happening. They can't do this.
1: But he does. I
0: feel that. Like, I think it's so bad that if they were to re-air this show, um. This I don't think they would do this episode because of that, or at least edit this out. So he sprinkles the shit in their yogurt, stirs it up, casts a spell on it, and gives it back to the girl. Um, but he gets caught, right? He he gets pulled out by the girls. They call him stupid. They're not wrong. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, they call him stupid, and one of the girls just instantly starts eating that yogurt. <laughs> like it's like you're you're an idiot. Ohm. <laughs> <laughs> Weeds looks on. Get out of here, weeds. <laughs> weeds looks on in anticipation, but nothing is happening. Uh, he says the Potter was a ripoff and just walks away. <laughs> yeah, he
1: she eats the yogurt and he waits like one second yeah. and she doesn't die and he's disappointed. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's bark. <laughs> the girls ask, "What's up with him?" And the yogurt-eating bitch is like, who knows? But her voice is all high-pitched, like she sucked in some helium. And she says, my voice! What's wrong with my voice? And she says, I sound like a chipmunk! And when this happened... Who knows?
1: He's always... My voice. What's wrong with...
0: I had to stop and I had to get up and I had to just laugh. <laughs> so stupid.
1: <laughs> what kind of fucking spell is I that?
0: I don't know. What was he looking up in that voodoo what
1: book? What voodoo fucking priestess <laughs> is like, "Ah, here's the chipmunk spell."
0: Oh my gosh. Shit. Yeah, I had to just I had to pause it. And I had to get up, because I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <I had> to... <laughs> oh my god, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> <Whew. sighs> so we shift over to inside a school's hallway, where Weeds, with the super specs on, watches some kid open up his locker... And the kid does and is just punched in the face by a spring-loaded trap.
1: <laughs> yes, great prank. <laughs> just punch someone yeah, in the face. Just Ha-ha.
0: Drug a girl, punch somebody else in the face. Weeds comes up laughing to the kid who wonders why he's got on those stupid glasses. MB grabs them because she comes out of nowhere and and she grabs them saying that they make him look cool and then she puts them on and she sees another figure in all black Who's just reading a book. She takes them off. The figure's gone. She says she saw a woman in black. Weeds and this white kid are like, yeah, okay. April fools. But uh MB, she seems pretty creeped out by it.
1: Yeah, she seems creeped out by it, but she just keeps putting the glasses on constantly.
0: Yeah, if she just never put the glasses on again...
1: She could just live her entire life being like, yeah, there's
0: shadowy figures around, but whatever. Yeah, like... you. Who cares? It's not like they're interacting with her. I mean... No. They don't do anything. No. School's over. Weeds and MB walk outside bickering about how he doesn't believe in her over the, the, black, the people in black figure thing. And he's like, okay, okay, April Fool's is over. There's no magic, yada, yada. So while she's saying every time she puts these stupid specs on, she sees the figures... She's putting the specs on, and she sees the figure, stops mid-sentence, because, of course, she sees another figure in black. Wheats puts the glasses on and looks, but he doesn't see anything for some reason. Uh, Mb puts them back on, the woman in black is there again, and she's pointing at her this time. And then Mb screams and throws the glasses away.
1: And her scream is cut off. Did you hear that? I did, yeah.
0: I wondered what was up with she's that. She's like...
1: And then it just
0: cuts. And then she's just throwing the glasses away. So Weeds and the white kid, who we never get the name of, are just playing some hoops. Uh, Weeds is losing, so he sprinkles some monkey bone dust on his basketball and uh, utters some, some more gibberish. Uh, the, his his friend hears it and is like, what are you saying over there?
1: He's like, oh, just rubbing my anthrax on this ball, dog.
0: <laughs> I gotta win somehow. <laughs>
1: He just got this giant bag of powder all the time with him. Yeah.
0: Well, today, anyway, yeah. He's super into April Fool's, man. He's got to get that powder up on everything. So Weeds dribbles the ball a bunch of times, saying that this next shot will be all net. But he misses it completely, and now he owes his friend two sodas. Damn. He throws the ball behind his head as they're walking away, uh, and it makes it into the hoop, almost like magic. Perhaps maybe some monkey bone does magic? Nah. The kids say that in unison for no real reason, because they never talk about it being mm. magic.
1: Yeah, did the other kid even know that he sprinkled the powder and set a spell? I don't think
0: so, because I didn't put it in my notes.
1: So he was just like, nah, there's no possible way a ball went into a hoop.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it happens. Statistically, it's gonna happen sometimes.
0: Yeah. I've done it before. I'm magic, Brandon. Nah. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> next up, MB is talking to uh I think it's the same girl that was next to basic white yogurt bitch.
1: Yeah. One of the flower shirt girls. Yeah. The one who's currently not in the hospital for <laughs> children's
0: voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one who wasn't sent to uh a fucking mental institution because she's of in the she
1: ER right, right now different. and they're operating on her larynx. <laughs>
0: So MB's telling uh, this this girl about how <laughs> who ditched her other friend cuz her voice is stupid now. He's <laughs> 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 telling her about how she saw people with the glasses on. So MB says that maybe it's just a trick from weeds and that for their one week anniversary he bought her a weird book on mummies and she's about to like pull it out of her bag, um but she ends up finding that the super specs are back in her backpack, the ones that she threw away.
1: Yes. It's like in The Mask when Jim Carrey throws the mask out and then yeah, it comes back.
0: It's exactly like that. I don't know why though. It doesn't make any sense to me because I was thinking about it and I was like why is Mary Beth the one that gets to see this stuff? Because he, we'd sprinkled the powder on everything said his magic gibberish but he was the first one to put the glasses on so why wouldn't it be attached to him if that's how it works?
1: Yeah and the spell is the spell of second sight not the spell of
0: cursed with glasses yeah it doesn't make any sense to me or anybody i'm assuming it does certainly doesn't make sense to Mary Beth because she races over to sardo's magic shop and slips the glasses through this little tiny mail delivery slot door and just kind of walks away it's the quickest scene that we've ever had in this show she just walks up to the envelope door slips the glasses in and that's it that's the whole scene it takes maybe like three seconds it's all you need baby <laughs> so then the next scene we're shown uh marybeth's house presumably i'm assuming it's her house at this point it, it ends up being her house she's got like a sweet fireplace a brick wall and just a shit ton of copper pots and pans uh as decoration lining lining this wall it's weird i'm assuming that their parents are chefs or something mb calls out to see if anyone's home which of course nobody is i mean we're at, this is are you afraid of the dark here there's barely any parents no parents
1: they're, yeah. they're not allowed if
0: yeah in fact if there's any grown-ups in general they're usually psychopaths so
1: mm-hmm.
0: mb reaches into this awesome super awesome cheetah cookie jar and grabs a cookie yeah. i think i like
1: the cookie jar but the cookie itself looked disgusting
0: <laughs> it did yes <laughs> I would totally want that cookie jar, but not the cookie.
1: Yeah. If that's what that cookie jar does to cookies, no thanks.
0: (laughs) It, like, sucked all the chocolate chips out of it. (laughs) (laughs) She holds the cookie in her mouth while she's unloading her school bag, and then the music starts playing again, and she drops the cookie from her mouth because she finds the super specs are in her bag again. She kind of sets them on the counter, uh, looks really pissed about it for a couple frames, and then... After a few seconds, she ends up putting them on.
1: Yeah, I'd be thinking, okay, these super specs were in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> with old old band aids yeah. and banana peels.
0: <laughs> Didn't even think of that. She should have watched them. puts them right on, on
1: her face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's in like a, a high school garbage bin, no less. So it's probably yeah even worse. Kids spitting in it and stuff. Gross. So she just puts those on, and she looks over to her stovetop and sees that there's a tea kettle, which isn't there when she takes the glasses off.
1: I gotta say, it's at this point that I thought, you know what? Maybe Frank has a point about Gary.
0: <laughs> that the stories aren't scary?
1: The tale of the phantom teapot isn't really <laughs> making me shake in my little booties.
0: The weird thing that I found about this teapot is that... When she has the glasses on, she can hear, like, the whistle of the teapot, you know, saying mm-hmm. that the water's heated up or whatever the fuck teapots do. I don't know. I'm not British. All right. And when she takes them off, she can't hear it anymore. So do the glasses, like, control her audio sensory, too? Uh, she's hearing it through her eyes, Cortland. I wish I could do that. No, I don't. That'd be awful. Nah. Whatever. I'm just, it's the same fucking thing. You just know. It's all sprinkle in the general- monkey
1: bones in your eyes. <laughs> grind it in your eyes. And you'll hear all sorts of things.
0: Don't you think selling monkey bone dust would be a little unethical? <laughs> I mean...
1: Yeah, maybe. But she, Sardot... He's
0: he's an unethical motherfucker. Is what what that He is. does what he's gotta do to get that paper. She moves her hand through this tea kettle, um, like it's kind of like a hologram, uh, and then she just kind of moves on. (laughs) She's like, eh, whatever.
1: I mean, it's a teapot. How exciting
0: is it? It's not exciting at all. I hate tea. She looks into the (laughs) fire, but I do. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. Next, she moves over to her fireplace, which is lit with a roaring fire when the specs are on, and she says... Aw oh, man!
1: <laughs> I put that in my notes. It was so funny. It's really the way weird. She Why it? did you say that? I don't it's know.
0: So weird. There's
1: quite a few weird deliveries in this episode. Yes. The acting's generally pretty good, but just some of the way the lines so are said are just baffling.
0: Sardo's really great for the most part. Mary Beth is is pretty good too. And weeds is all right. And I don't know about white kid. I don't know. He's not in this. He's a white kid. Basic white yogurt girl was was pretty good. So she looks at the fire and says, Oh, man. (laughs) And then she moves on to her living room. (laughs) And at this point, when she's moving into the living room, the music gets saucier. I love it. And as she's panning around, uh, we're given a first person perspective. As she makes makes her way through her hallway, the music is just getting even more spicy, and, and she into Something her bedroom. Something crazy is going to happen, uh, exactly right. Because into her bedroom, she she steps in there, and the first thing she does is she sees a person in black and screams, which I guess is That's a good question. It is, yeah. I mean, who the hell are these? Who are you, people? Uh, and then it points at her. She swivels around and she sees two other dudes, and then she screams for like five entire seconds. Until the commercial break happens. Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your best buddy and your brother from another dimension. Thank you so much for checking out the sixth episode of our Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast covering the super specs, and I hope everybody did have a wonderful... Memorial Day weekend, uh, today being Memorial Day for me. Uh, I just figured out how to record these closer to the day that they actually air, so hopefully things can be more up to date from now on in these little uh, interludes, if you will. I'd like to keep this one pretty short and sweet. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Twitter, that is at PRVT Island. We just surpassed 50 followers uh, just a few days ago. It's really exciting. i, I have been really enjoying interacting with people on Twitter. It's a lot more fun than I uh, thought that I would have. We are also on Instagram. That's uh, at Private Island Presents. Uh, Instagram is great because I get to post pictures uh, that relate to the episode. So if you haven't seen it in a while or if you've never seen it, uh, it's a great way to be introduced to the characters that we're talking about. Usually I'll post something uh, about the main characters uh, so that you can get a visual representation of them. Um, as well as uh, we always make a gif every week uh, about usually our favorite parts of the episode, which are almost always hilarious. So you have to check that out. Um, I I probably post those on Twitter as well because they're just too good to pass up. Um, if Brandon does any art for the week, he uh, it'll be posted on um Instagram as well. So if you want to take a look at that, uh, there's some right now for phantom cab as well as lonely ghost and then whatever else brandon whips up that'll be posted on instagram so take a look there and finally you can email us that is uh private island presents at gmail.com with any stories or any interesting tidbits you have about are you afraid of the dark i'd love to hear about them uh maybe do a segment where we can talk about it on the podcast that'd be awesome as of right now i still haven't gotten any emails from anybody but feel free to send me them i would Like I said, I would love that. That'd be incredible. Send me your emails. I want to hear them. I'd like to give a special shout-out to All Hail the Badger for his excellent work on the music. And with that, I think I will let you guys get back to the episode, The Tale of the Super Specs. And I will talk to you guys in about a week. Have a good one. Bye! (music) So when we get back from the commercial break, the two figures in their black morph suits are just walking a little bit towards Mary Beth, just casually. They're sauntering, pretty much.
1: Finally. She's just kind of sauntering. Some sauntering in this show.
0: I know. She takes the glasses off again, and they're gone. And she just kind of, like, keeps putting them on, taking them off. Like, are they there? Yep. Are they not there? Yep. So the black morph suit dudes are just kind of walking towards her still. The girl's still pointing at her, and then just she Just take runs. the
1: glasses off.
0: She, she just runs.
1: Take the glasses off. Go to your room. Go have sleep. a sandwich.
0: Yeah, eat another fucking chipless cookie. She runs down the hall away from these people in black, and the camera, like, flips upside down. But now it's time for our, our Midnight Society interlude. Frank says that she should have burned the glasses or chucked them into the garbage disposal. Uh, Gary just smiles and Betty Ann asks if the stuff she saw was really there. Well, Gary tells her that Mary Beth didn't know and then he just kind of summarizes the story again and says that she went to go look for weeds.
1: Another pointless interlude.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I think it might have been the first time that we get to know that Mary, Mary Beth's name is Mary Beth, though. Instead of just MB. I don't know weeds is playing basketball still with the white kid uh and marybeth runs up to them spooked out saying that when she puts the specs on she sees and she's cut off because of course at this point she's putting the fucking specs back on and she sees just a group of six black wharf suit guys minding their own business playing some ball
1: Ah. (laughs) (laughs) how dare they have fun get some exercise
0: (laughs) did you notice that the basketball they're using is also yes. covered in black? <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know what the, why. Why?
1: Why is the grass uh, not black or the sky? I
0: don't know. These guys in the black morph suits are no- notice that she's staring at them. And they just kind of stop and they turn and they look kind of, I mean, they don't have any facial expressions, but they look kind of menacing, you know, they're all like grouped up and. The one is just dribbling the ball, and they're just kind of all, like, walking towards her. It keeps cutting uh back to MB, and then back to the B-ballers, and back and forth. It's kind of unnerving, I guess. Mm. They look menacing for for not having any facial expressions or being able to see a face whatsoever, because these guys are, like, literally in a black morph suit. Uh, They did a good job at seeming intimidating. Maybe it's just because there's six of them, though, but... They just
1: never seemed a threat to me the whole episode. They're either just walking or partaking in recreational activities.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Book reading, a b-ball playing, pointing. Yeah. Existing. (laughs) MB screams, of course, and she runs the fuck out of there. All the people in the background of this basketball court don't care at all they don't stop like (laughs) they're still playing frisbee and stuff like the girl didn't just scream bloody murder next up we're back at sardo's shop and it's closed again which is weird how does this guy have any business i mean this has got to be like is it still the the same day after school i assume so okay well then maybe it's like six o'clock and he closed early i mean he is the only employee i suppose Uh, But he's actually in there, and he talks to Mary Beth through that mail slit again. He says he's out of vomit, go away. And she's like, no, no, it's about the specs we bought. He's like, all sales are final. But she says, but they work. And then they kind of exchange these looks through this tiny mail slot. Inside the shop, we get to see this really cool alien skull-looking statue thing. I like that. Yeah, I want that. I do too. It was pretty cool. And Sardo's got this giant magnifying glass. He's looking through his spell book. He laughs about summoning a plague onto the world, but then he finds a spell for Second Sight, which is the one that Weed's used on the specs. MB wants to know if this is why she's seeing the ghosts, and Sardo laughs at her again and explains that they're not ghosts, but they're beings from a different dimension.
1: How does he know?
0: I don't know, because while he's explaining this to MB, it sounds to me like he's just pulling it out of his ass the whole time. Not surprising. Like, he's talking like he's making this shit up the whole time. He further explains that there are beings all around us all the time, but we can't see them because they're in another dimension. He says the spell must have opened up a window into her house. Um, Why would it be in her house?
1: That doesn't make
0: any sense. If anywhere, it should be in the magic shop. Right. I don't know why the whole spell has been... ...attached to her anyway. I don't know. Maybe the monkey dust got into her lungs or something while he was casting the spells. Who knows?
1: No, he did kind of just throw that shit all over the place.
0: He did. He, like, threw it right in her face, too. He says that the spell must have opened up a window in her house... ...and the specs allow her to see into a parallel universe. Once the window is open, beings can cross over into our dimension. And then he, like, does a jump scare on her for some reason... And he says that they could take over, and this whole situation is very dangerous. She recommends that they go to her house and close the window, but Sardo says that they need an expert on counterspells. Luckily, Sardo can do spells, but he says he's quite expensive.
1: Fifty dollars? What? All right, twenty, but I'm losing on the deal.
0: Losing what? He's losing money on it, because he would normally charge fifty bucks. Yeah, but
1: he's not really losing money. It's not like he's got to buy supplies and let's be honest his time is useless
0: it is useless he is a fraud so he's looking around for that monkey bone dust but he sold the last one to weeds so they gotta go get that shit from weeds you know but weeds is like about to flush this monkey dust because he thinks that it doesn't work uh but thankfully i i don't know if i want to use the word thankfully but marybeth does stop him
1: yeah he was gonna clog that toilet for real that's not an april fool's prank
0: so Sardo has this crystal ball in front of the book. Uh, he's just saying Alakazam a bunch of times. Mary Beth's like, "Okay, okay." He's, like, "Can we get this shit done?" You know, before my parents come home. And Sardo's like, "I gotta concentrate," you know. And he goes back to making some gibberish noises. He's trying. It looks like he's trying to do so, like a séance or something. Yeah, that's what the scene is, is looks to me. He does doesn't know what he's doing. He's just making it all up. So Weeds doesn't buy any of this, even
1: Which is weird because he was the one who was into all this magic shit. Yeah,
0: he's the one that studied that voodoo book, like front to of... Yeah,
1: but he's cover, like cover. trying to make MB feel all lame, like, come yeah. on,
0: man, you're buying this? It's well she is buying it too, because she's paying twenty bucks <sighs> for this nonsense. <laughs> all she wanted to do was go see a movie. Yep, and, and instead all of this shit happens. Weeds recognizes that Sardo's gibberish is the same spell he used, the this, this spell of, like, Second Sight. Which, it's gibberish. How did you how did you recognize it? I'm, I don't know. Stupid. Um, MB's like, hey, don't you need the dust? And Sardo grabs it and sprinkles it all over the crystal ball. And then the room goes dark and they're floating around a space, just like a black space. They're all freaked out. Sardo admits he's never done this before, and he tells Marybeth to put on the specs. When she does, she just says, No! Because they're just surrounded by black morph suit dudes. Just tons of them. And Weeds is getting all pissed off, telling her to take off the specs, and that she doesn't need them anymore because they can all see these black morph suit dudes now. Marybeth begs Sardo to finish the spells to send them away. He finds the spell of the Cosmic steel. And starts reading it. Gibberish again. MB sprinkles the powder everywhere and all the dudes vanish. And they're left in just a dark room with an echo now. Sardo congratulates himself as a light just shines above them. And behind him is two giant floating eyes. And Sardo screams, "Ah! Take
1: the children!
0: And crawls under the table. (laughs) Uh, He's great. He is. I like him a lot. He's pretty cool. The eyes speak to the kids and Sardo under the table, saying, you have tampered with the cosmic seal. Two universes cannot exist on the same plane. And then it begins casting its own spell, and a storm or something starts brewing up. The kids are, like, being blown around by it. Beth screams them out, (laughs) and they're back in Mary Beth's house. Weeds is all like, good job, MB, you close the window. But nope, because out walks the girl in the black morph suit, who was pointing at MB the whole episode? The girl explains that about the window, just like Sardo. And MB's like, What a window in my house? But that's the point of you guys being at their house.
1: Um, <sighs> these are different people,
0: these are different people.
1: Yes, what do you mean? Well, after the whole lightning thing yeah when it it cuts to the woman in black the two kids that are there are different people
0: you don't think that that's weeds and beth
1: i mean it's alternate universe weeds and beth but they're different actors
0: really yeah oh my god i didn't even notice i have to watch that again
1: (laughs) yeah it's like the alternate universe them
0: well that changes the ending for me a little bit then i'm not quite so upset about it yeah,
1: it's not a happy ending.
0: It's not, no. Uh, so the girl in black tells him that she closed the window, and she says, funny thing is, they were trying to get rid of you, too, and Weeds asks um, if the guys in black are gone for good, and the girl's voice gets really, really deep, and she says, she doesn't think they'll be bothering them anymore, <laughs> and then we're showing that Weeds, Marybeth, and Sardo are all just screaming, And they're stuck in a crystal ball or something as the girl in black laughs.
1: For all eternity.
0: I guess so. They're just stuck in crystal ball. And they all lived happily ever after. So you're saying that these people aren't the real Marybeth and Weeds and presumably Sardo, right?
1: Well, the people in the ball are the real Marybeth and Weeds Oh, and Sardo. They were trapped in the ball.
0: Okay. So then the scene fades into Kiki's face. She looks like a fucking idiot. And then, it sh- then it shifts to Eric's face and then Betty Ann's. They all seem to have enjoyed the story. Kristen gives a-, a basic summary of the story, saying two dimensions wanted to occupy the same space and the other universe won. And Gary agrees with that, saying the woman in black was just more powerful than Sardo. So she oh, won. No shit. Yeah obviously she's been reading the whole episode she knows what she's doing kiki claims it to be a great story and gary explains why he was late he got everyone a pair of the super specs for april fool's day all the kids put them on and everyone screams because they see a person dressed in a black morph suit and it's david well they run away and then it's revealed that it's david Kristen, david and gary all enjoy a victory and gary's back baby that's the episode yeah I'm surprised Kiki liked the story so much. I'm surprised she understood what was going on. It seems pretty uh, out there for Kiki. I mean, you remember back in Phantom, or I'm sorry, do you remember back in Twisted Claw when she was like, so they each used two wishes. (laughs) She's not the brightest bald. No. So overall, what did you think about the story?
1: I thought it was good. And I'm glad that it's we're finally getting to some stories that don't just have a happy ending.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I like that not all the endings in the show are happy things. You know, you don't want to get into that kind of a pattern. People deserve to be actually scared about it. But I don't think that this episode itself is all that spooky.
1: No, it's... The episode itself is not scary at all. I, I couldn't imagine how bored I would be if I was sitting at that campfire hearing gary describe like the tea kettle or the fire being there
0: and not yeah or explaining mary beth just taking on and taking off the glasses a hundred fucking times in this episode i think that this this episode could be scary like if um the the black morph suit people were um more menacing i think it could be scary like the idea of it i can understand it being scary but they weren't monsters. They
1: were just people just dudes. from another dimension. Yeah. Presumably, those people in the other dimension would see her as a black that's, figure.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you if that's how they see it, too. I would like to think that that's, that's how they see it. That's my interpretation, yeah. Okay. There's some things that I did like about this episode, like the acting and whatnot. But uh, there was a lot of plot holes I felt in this one. Like, why did the glasses choose Mary Beth? Why was the window opened in her house? He did the he did the second sight in Sardo's shop. It should be opened in Sardo's shop. Why didn't they just do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, none of that made sense at all.
0: Who leaves their unopened yogurt like unattended? That's ridiculous. I don't know what else. <laughs> Why did they say nah when they looked back and seen like the ball went through the hoop or whatever? That that doesn't make sense. Yeah, sometimes balls go in hoops. I feel like uh, Gary was hanging around Kristen a little too much because both of both this story and Hungry Hounds just had a lot of inconsistencies. It just didn't make sense. I agree that this episode is better, but I think I understand why as a child I would turn the channel to this one. I think it was I think it's a little bit out there for kids. Yeah. It's a pretty big idea. It is. Definitely. I think it's been I don't know. I don't know if I've ever read anything um that is based on the same thing you know other dimensions where people are around you all the time i've certainly thought of it before but i can't i can't remember where i've heard of it besides this but i know it's an idea i've heard before this cannot be the only you know the first iteration of this type of of Uh, scary story you know
1: this episode itself is pretty like based on other things it is like we can't get through this episode without mentioning the movie they live
0: yeah see i couldn't remember what it was called but the only thing i could remember is that was it roddy roddy pipers in it yes yeah and he says the line of um i'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of bubblegum or whatever yeah
1: and he fights with keith david in an alley for like eight hours
0: i've never seen the movie those are the only things i know about it looks like a good movie though yeah basically if you it's haven't if you, fun time i as somebody that's never seen it i'm going to explain it to any listeners that haven't ever seen it roddy roddy piper puts on these, these glasses and he sees aliens uh that are dressed like real people right that's right right yep okay. done all right and then he decides to take them out all on his own or with help i don't know i've never seen the movie <laughs>
1: I've seen it once, like, 20 years ago, so... And you didn't invite I'm me? I'm the expert.
0: <laughs> so disappointed. So the ending, what we're assuming happens is that the real Mary Beth, Weeds, and Sardo are stuck in a crystal ball. And that the fakes are in the, their own dimension, right? Yeah. So do you think everybody, like... Our entire dimension got stuck in that crystal ball, and the other dimension just won, so all those people get to inhabit the plane of existence?
1: No, I like to think it was just those three.
0: That's really unfortunate.
1: In prison forever.
0: (laughs) So do you think if if Weeds had successfully flushed the monkey bone dust, that this never would have happened? Probably. I like to think that too.
1: (laughs) So weeds and mb's parents are just gonna come home and their kids are gonna be gone and there's gonna be absolutely no sign of them yeah. and they're never ever going to get any kind of closure
0: ever and mr Sardo's shop or sardo shop is just gonna get
1: repossessed yeah but nobody went there anyway nobody nobody will even notice for like three years you're right, because those two kids Next were the only April ones. Next April Fool's Day, they'll go in for some vomit and be like, well, I guess it's closed.
0: Be are like, oh yeah, Sardo's gone with those two kids. They probably would think that Sardo stole them two kids. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, The Tale of the Super Specs. I think it yeah. was a pretty fitting name, but do you think there's any other ones that we could give it?
1: Uh, the Tale of the Yogurt Murder.
0: <laughs> um... The tale of the tale of the open window. That's pretty vague. Yeah, the tale of the shitty magician. <laughs> uh, the tale of monkey bone dust.
1: The tale of the disgusting cookie.
0: <laughs> uh, the tale of mm, the tale of black morph suits. <laughs> I don't know. Those are some good alternate titles, I'd say all right brandon so the next episode is called the tale of the captured souls you hear that title uh what do you think the episode's going to be about
1: can i change the answer to a better name for this episode
0: (laughs) yeah you can
1: because that pretty much (laughs) describes what happened at the end of this episode perfectly
0: (laughs) oh you're right (laughs) that's a good point
1: So, I think next episode, someone gets stuck in a crystal ball. (laughs) It's just going to
0: be the sequel (laughs) to the last episode? Yeah,
1: it's Kiki's episode, and she's going to be like, Oh, somebody's stuck in a crystal ball, I think. (laughs) And there's some
0: super specs, probably.
1: (laughs) I'm not very That's great.
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. That's funny, though, because uh, I remember this episode a little bit. And I'm, like, 99% sure that this is our first Kiki episode, so... Oh she did steal it! You know, we talked about that, how she's just, <laughs> just gonna steal everybody's stories. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that this is a Kiki episode. I know we were gonna play the, oh, like... Great. You know, we were gonna do a new game where you had to guess whose it was, but I'd say that you already did, so... <laughs> Good job.
1: Nailed it. First try.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it... I feel like it could either be Kiki's or Eric's. I mean, they're the only two that haven't given stories yet, so good job.
1: It's a small window because there's only two people who haven't told the story.
0: Yeah, you're right. So at this point, Brandon, we are officially over halfway done with the season. Wow. I know.
1: It's gone by so quickly.
0: I know, but some of these episodes seem to have been forever.
1: (sighs) Tale of the Hungry Hounds felt like it was five weeks on its own.
0: It felt like we were stuck in a crystal ball for all eternity while we were reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got uh, halfway through. After looking at a list of the episodes, uh, there's a couple here that I don't remember anything about. So it'll be interesting to be able to watch them again. Exciting. Yeah, uh, but you remember how I told you there's still two incredibly awesome episodes?
1: Yeah, are they still coming up?
0: They're still coming up. We still gotta, got to look forward to them. Excellent. Well, I don't know about you, man, but I've been I've been up all night. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Alright, I'm going to bed, man. I'll talk to you next week, okay?
1: Alright. Good night and bye.
0: <laughs> bye guys.